The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Well, howdy, everybody. Welcome to my brother, my brother, and me. It's uh, an advice show for the modern era. We're just pleased as punch to have you here. Uh, I am Justin McElroy. I'm, I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. I think I know what's going on. It is so great to have you guys on the show, just to be doing this podcast with you. Oh, uh, I see. I'm, I'm feeling... Feeling pretty fine. Oh, no. oh God! Just, oh God! Justin's biting me. Uh, I'm just doing just dandy too. I'm finer than frogs' hair split four ways. Sanded down too. I should hope. sand them right down. <laughs> I just flew in from downstairs, and boy, am I well. You know how that old chestnut. Oh, goes. I see. You've caught the dad I, real I, hard. I'm just a father. I come at comedy from my own unique perspective, uh, colored by my life with my. Wife and my beautiful baby dog. I'm just aware, Dad, because Justin passed his foul <laughs> darkness into me vis-a-vis fluid transaction. Uh, boys, what's on the docket today? I hope we can try to keep it clean. We're going to probably talk about mad- dicks. Dicks and balls. Nope. Oh, well, that gosh. seems like old version of my brother, my brother, and me. I'm okay. not sure. Uh, Do you want to talk that about playing be- catch? Oh, that... That would be better. I think we I could think probably that... split the difference and land somewhere. Balls. No, we could probably land somewhere in the billing vol territory. Okay. Yeah. He gets he, he, just... he gets a little colorful from time to time, but at the end of the day, you know, you're gonna get off this roller coaster and you're gonna have all your limbs attached. You know what I mean? My brother, my brother, and me is just about three guys shooting the shoot mm-hmm. and talking about what grinds their gears. You're gonna laugh a little. You're gonna learn a little. And you're going to learn a lot in life. <laughs> my Brother, My Brother and Me gives its own unique approach to comedy. It's from a Christian family perspective, but a little <laughs> bit skewed. Thanks for thanks for buying our audio cassette at the Christian Family Bookstore. <laughs> or your local Zondervans. <laughs> you can also listen to our totally clean hockey comedy podcast, H-E Double Hockey Sticks. Thank you for listening to both programs. Justin, you back? I am back. All right, let's do the show. Sorry, the little one had to uh, had a poopsie. You know how oh, that God. is. It was late night. Feed. Can you watch your fucking language? <laughs> okay, straight up, I haven't, I haven't slept. <laughs> slept. Do you think that is gonna be a lot? Of, you think that that is just a goofy thing people say? And I got irritated because it was the thing that everybody was saying. Everyone, ah, uh, catch up on your sleep. I hope you you cannot you cannot put enough hours in the bank. First off, sleep doesn't work like that anyway. You cannot put enough hours in the bank for a human that knows nothing about time or or darkness or anything, and how that will infringe on your life. Yeah, from, from one I, of those things like you think like this is surely as tired as I could possibly get, 
and, and then, then you proceed to get more tired. And then no matter how tired you get, there's nothing there's nothing you can do. It's not there's like no I'm so backup. sleepy, so I'm gonna sleep now. <laughs> Baby, I heard that uh, over there, but I'm sleeping now. <laughs> And I will catch you in a few. The best, the probably the the thing that makes me happiest so far is that the baby has really good timing, it has good comedic timing. By which I mean, I'll get up, fucking stumbling around, stumble over the changing table, change your wiper a little tushy, <laughs> feed her, mom will feed her, and then we'll sit, we'll get her all fed, then we'll put her in her. She has a baby straight jacket. She sleeps in. And we'll get her that, and we'll lull her to sleep, and I'll gingerly lay her down, bomb squad style, just not want to trip any wires that's going to wake her back up. I'll sneak back over to my side of the bed, I'll get in my, my snuggly, snuggly pre-kid position for how I would sleep yeah. when I still slept, and then I'll just hear from across the room, <laughs> a huge, massive massive screaming dump and and you know what the best part about the dump is the best part about the dump is the baby will dump and then not cry but fucking stare at me like what's up what's up now old man are you gonna leave me here with my little week old tushy my three week old tushy are you are you man enough to just sleep there while my little baby tushy sits in poopy are you man enough or are you gonna come over here and pick me up the most horrifying thing I think that you've told me about this situation, and it's a it's an enormous list. Um, and I'm sorry, by the way, that I just referred to the beautiful human life you created as a situation. <laughs> but let's uh, move on. Um, the horrifying thing you told me is that babies poop when that zone gets stimulated, and one way to stimulate that zone is to clean the poop off of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real, like, um, yeah, that's, that's a, you're playing with fire. Anytime you clean a baby's butt, you're playing with fire, the baby's gonna be like, oh, man, I forgot I had a butt. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. What was the thing that I did with- Thank you, portly gentleman. What was the thing I did with my butt? Oh, that's right. That's it. Should we do- Do you mind if I put this in your hand? (laughs) Should we we do advice now? That's a good place for it. Yeah. I love that we we joked about doing the thing, and then we did the thing. Well, I mean, yeah. That's I mean that's Tra- the fucking McElroy way. It's a slice of life. That's what we do here on my brother, my brother. Tragedy man. plus <laughs> tragedy plus this podcast equals comedy. Guess because that's that's my life right now. Now she's great. It's fine. It's I I actually wonderful. would say in in this circumstance, poop in your hand plus me not being you equals very very funny. Well, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Sure. All right, let's uh, we still help people on the show. Sometimes, sometimes let's, we play fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we do, Griffin. Um, but uh, right now we're helping people, so let's do this. Thank you, by the way, for for continuing to put the show together in my absence, Griffin and Travis. I really appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. Just don't do this again. Yeah. I won't. Not for, uh, for nine months at least. My girlfriend and I recently went to a movie. Okay. Wanting good seats, we went to a row in the middle of the auditorium and selected seats in the middle of the row. As soon as we sat down, a girl in the seats behind us very loudly said, Seriously? I glanced back a minute later and saw that she had moved a few seats to her left so that she wasn't directly behind us. Are we good? Or did we commit a film viewer faux pas by sitting in front of her? To our credit, it was stadium seating and neither one of us are very tall. That's from Naive in North Dakota. Interesting. 
Um, yeah, because I, are we ta- are we talking about sight lines or sight lines the issue, or is this the issue that you went to a, what ooh. sounds like a relatively empty movie theater and decided to sit? Um, you didn't leave a buffer. Because uh, uh, well, uh, proximity's an issue. Yeah, proximity's an issue there. But I would say here's the thing: that's her issue and not yours. Well, I think if you, I know you walk into a movie theater, if someone sits too close to you and you want to move. The onus is on you at that point. I don't think... I don't know about that. If it's otherwise empty and someone sits directly in front of me, that's going to feel intentional to me. Mm-hmm. No, that, I'm going to tell you it's intentional, intentional if it's directly beside. No, I, no, in front works too. And, and But here's the thing. I, in a trillion years, in, a, in a, a bajillion years, I could be at the midnight opening of the last Harry Potter movie, which I don't know if you guys know this, is my most anticipated and also greatest film of all time. And for some miraculous reason, the theater was empty except for myself. And then somebody walked in and sat in front of me. I wouldn't fucking say anything. I wouldn't. Because you're trying to get whisked. I'm trying to get whisked away. Yeah. And like saying that is going to impact both my experience, their experience, the experience of everybody who has to be a part of the fact that I just made it super uncomfortable. Is it possible that she was not referring to you sitting down, but some other factor that had just become apparent like she just realized <laughs> did you seat. did you let out a, did you let out a huge raunchy fart that, well no maybe it wasn't you, you. maybe down. she just sat down and found that the the chair she was sitting in was full of farts the foam had absorbed the fart of a two-hour oh, previous movie. Oh, oh okay so maybe you sat down and almost at that exact same instant she put her hand on her armrest oh my god there's jelly all over yeah it. seriously justin's been here <laughs> who, who ordered jelly in who, who ordered that pricey movie theater jelly only to leave the, it on the armrest? The trick is you bring your own in in a little Ziploc bag. Travis. That's how you get past it. They charge like six fifty for some jelly. It's people like you, they're ruining the jelly industry. Uh-huh. There, just had to say you it. Know, you, go to the Alamo, you go to the Alamo Draft House, they bring you craft brewed jelly during the, the movie. You Ooh. don't have to get up. Because like, you, you'll, you'll finish jelly and like, I fuck, I could crush one of those tubs and like, 20 minutes maybe and then what am i gonna do get up and do that maybe six times seven times depending on the length of the film if i if it was during fucking boyhood we're talking about like 12 jam jars i i i have to admit i don't think it was a huge faux pas but i do think that it, it is it feels a little bit inconsiderate to to sit directly in front of somebody when when you have a lot of other, but I, I do I do understand though. Like if they picked middle seats and you picked middle seats, but maybe leave a row if possible. Everybody wants to sit in the middle, especially in a big stadium seating like IMAX kind of thing. But maybe leave a row a row between you if possible. But that's okay. But that's not how space works. Like it, the, obviously the ideal like position is like row four or five in the direct center. Right, and then the next best one is like the row behind that or in front of that in the same mm-hmm. exact position. But then it's a, it, there's diminishing returns. You get too close. What am I fucking even seeing? Is that is that a, you know Bradley Cooper's nose? No, it's a house. It's a, it's a raccoon. It's a raccoon. God damn, this movie's transportative. Did you guys? <laughs> did you guys remember? Did you ever like when you were you know a teenager going on some dates? Did you ever encounter a thing where like you'd sit and be by yourself, and then either like it was always older people. Or like, you know, like wanting to sit close to you, like, I know what you guys are going to get up to. Not on my watch. And I want to, wa- or, or explicitly on my watch. Only well, on my watch. Oh. I always got it like they were just trying to like ruin whatever, you know, necking I was planning for that evening. 
But maybe they were just going like, no, go, go on. Wait, you're telling me that uh, old people tried to ruin something for me, Travis? <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound like their M.O. I think your mistake was being at the same movie that an old person would want to go see. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing is, thought... if you're like 15 or 16, that is your – like you're going to see Toy Story 2, and guess what? So are super old people because they yeah, know there's hard. not going to be any violence or boobs in it. I have a, a, a theater uh, etiquette question for you guys, and I want to know if I'm making too big a deal out of this. I uh, – the my, my like theater pet peeve – I mean obviously the, the obvious stuff, you know, talking during Godzilla and – and things like that. That drives me crazy. But uh, people who continue their conversations once the trailers have begun. Is that not – is that a DMZ or is that like – is that still a safe zone for chatting? Because some of us like trailers all more do. than movies a lot of times. They're like short movies because I don't I, – I don't know if you guys know. I'm a dad now. I don't get to the theater a lot. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times trailers are going to be the closest I'm going to get to seeing that movie. So basically you're in, you're ruining the movie for me. Here's I've, – I've actually – have a rule of thumb about this if the movie theater lowers the lights to the same level that it's at for the movies you lower your volume to the same level you would for a movie if they take the lights to half you can continue your conversation at half volume are you That's saying a, that in case of technical error that brings the house lights to full mid-film you will just start shouting have, you ever, just have you ever been in a movie theater and they brought the lights up to full has everyone just stayed quiet no everyone goes hey whoa, whoa. Um, Travis actually follows that. I don't know if you noticed this, Tra Justin, but Travis follows that rule uh, with just his everyday sort of life. So, like right. a, a, during the intimate times, maybe in the bedroom, he's like, "Oh, what are you? I can't understand what you're saying to me. Are you trying to be intimate? You want to be intimate? Turn the lights up. My pee pee is ready. Well, turn him, <laughs> turn him down a little bit. Meet me in the middle. Travis is basically photosensitive. Mm -hmm. is what mm -hmm. you're saying at a baseball game. At night, with all the lights like blasting, those fucking Friday night lights, forget about it. Forget mm -hmm. about it. He is the loudest thing in the universe. You guys want Yahoo? Absolutely. So Yahoo was um, so Yahoo was sent in by uh, a man named Drew Davenport, a legend, one might say. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Pineapple Lifesaver who asks, <laughs> Why do so many people buy Lunchables? You could put your own together for a lot cheaper. Just put some meat, cheese, and crackers in a Gladware container. Uh, well, fucking thanks, it's Einstein. Update. It's not cheaper, though, for the tiny handful of food that you get, even at $1. They're using the cheapest quality of ingredients. Buying some cheap turkey, American singles, and Ritz saltines will give you the same amount of 10 or more Lunchables for half the cost. Holy shit, that can't possibly be right. <laughs> All right, first off, blasphemy. They're saying Not 10 or more Lunchables for half the cost. Uh -huh. We're talking about 20 fucking homemade Lunchables per Lunchable proper. That's but a lot of margin. Has anyone ever bought a Lunchable thinking, I am I am a thrifty consumer. This is... yeah. Doing you're not, you are neither a thrifty, you're not fiscally smart, you are not making a good nutritional decision, you are basically just saying, I, I, I'm a piece of shit. Well, it's um, one of two things. Either you're saying, like, I'm a piece of shit, or you're saying, like, you know what? I'm going to little kid treat myself. Hey, eight-year-old Travis, who only wanted Lunchables all the time, but his mom 
packed him like actual sandwiches and apples and stuff because she cared for him. But at the time, he would look around at the other kids who ate Lunchables and think, what fun lives are they leading? If only I was more of a Lunchables type kid, but I wasn't. So maybe 25-year-old Travis buys 8-year-old Travis a Lunchable and sends it back to him through his tummy. <laughs> We've got to go back. Can an adult? Can an adult? Not just enjoy a motherfucking lunchable though, without those That's auspices. I like I, I, I. You guys are throwing a lot of shade at lunchables right now. I knew we I knew we love horses on this podcast, but I did not know we love high horses quite so much. <laughs> but our lunchables not the same. Like I put them in the same category as uh, the hot pocket. You the toaster strudel. Yeah, it's a fucked up Venn diagram. You just weaved. A hot pocket's a lot of work. You gotta push the buttons and and a lot of fiddling. But let's a lunch, let's, a lunchable. You have to construct your own. They don't just hand you a package. That's customizable. Kids love that. Mm, let's um, no, we're getting away from the fucking heart of the matter. Um, and I want to get us back to it. And now, okay, if you want to fucking time travel, I'm eight years old. I roll up to school. I bust out a Gladware <laughs> DIY. It's a it's a lunchable. And then you've written lunchable on it, but you spelled it differently to avoid Griffin, what the fuck is that? It's it's a it's a munchable. It's a what? <laughs> a munchable? Dad, my dad made it for me, and he said it's just as good. And what are you? Stop it! I'm literally gonna cry. I'm literally gonna. What are you sad. all eating? Uh, we're eating lunchables that uh, <laughs> they're brand name lunchables that our rich parents got us at the store. What was yours called? Munchables. What's in it? Um, looks Love? like some. Looks like I got some oyster crackers and a nice note. <laughs> and I, it seem, what seems to be a hair. Uh, it looks like a hair. I'm, this is one of my. This is one of my new dad Jerry's hairs. It the, seems the container smells like salami because it used to have salami in it. <laughs> that's how we got it. We can't afford to buy Gladware either. We're just reusing the old containers. Have you guys ever noticed with Gladware when you store like a maybe like a tomato sauce? Or a base product in it for an extended period of time, and then you wash it, pink. And, and it's still it's that color. Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is happening there? What is the porous? I think it of this is material? photosynthesis. Is that is it osmosing through the through the the plastic? Can you is this a can I rock munchables in the modern workplace? If I roll up and I have a fucking gladware container and I've written munchables on there in a sharpie, and maybe some of the letters are backwards, uh, just to like really drive it home. And uh, I'm just like Jerry from accounting walks in and he's like, "What are you eating there?" I say, "Oh, munchables." Uh, and I, <laughs> Wait, what? No, wait, hold on. And I prefer that voice worked for the eight year old. Yeah, I prefer a fucking snack cracker tower, and I eat it from the top down like a T Rex. <laughs> uh, am I okay? Am I good? I think. I, I think. I think if you if I got to watch you do that, just make a huge stack of crackers and cheese and meat, and then just deep throat it, just put your head at the top and just keep jamming <laughs> until it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> munchables. These what these are munchables. Yeah, I'll make you some. I'll bring some in tomorrow. No the problem. weird thing is, is, it's like a the sadness is greater than the sum of its parts. Because if you just brought in like a, a container with crackers, a, a separate container with cheese slices, and a separate container <laughs> well, with yeah, like, some Travis. Munchies. But that's not weird to me. But you put it all in the same container and transport it that way. And of it's course. like 100% sadder. Of course, context is important in this situation. If I eat crackers... And then in another room, I eat some lunch meat. It's not going to be a thing. But if I try to give it my own DIY fucking Pinterest branding, then we have a situation. All right. This is an interesting question for you about Lunchables. If you go to a party, let's say, where there are crackers and cheese and little pieces of meat, 
I don't think there's a number of those things that you would eat at which point you would say, well, I've had lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Hmm. Did you have lunch? Yes, I did. Well, you guys are... I, you're, I grazed here. You guys are... And now I've had lunch. Limiting your scope to the fucking snack cracker lunchable um, box set. There was a lot... There was a lot more uh, variety in there uh, for for our dirty North American bento boxes, uh, essentially is what we're talking about. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever sampled the pizza, which was oh my god, which was pizza Griffin, but cold. Um, I can I have very clear memories of watching uh, uh, an adjacent rich kid eat the pizza lunchable and being physically repulsed at the idea mm-hmm. of eating cold. <laughs> All of it cold, it, and they would call it pizza, and it turned my stomach. Well, let me even take more. you. Let me take you down the oubliette, um, to even further. Uh, just peer into the darkness with me, and we'll talk about the definition of the word "soft taco," uh, <laughs> because Lunchables also had that uh, that game. Uh, it wasn't especially on point because you had uh, a round thing. It was the pizza. Crust it was the again. fucking pizza crust, and then they had a, a cold. Essentially, giant ketchup packet, but instead of ketchup, it was ground meat, question mark? <laughs> I don't know how you was would recreate. Meat was, uh, meat was uh, uh, in quotation marks. It was also an acronym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was bad news bears. I don't know how you would recreate that for the Munchables um, brand, but I think that there is a lot of opportunity in there. We could probably get some vegan-free option. Vegan-free? Gluten-free. No vegans. No vegans allowed. I think all Lunchables are inherently vegan-free. Anyway, this person has a great point. I'm going to take this to Shark Tank. Thank you, Yahoo. A few years ago, I took the plunge and moved to Reykjavik, Iceland. It's a beautiful country, and its popularity as a vacation destination has been growing over the past few years. There are frequently cruise ships docked here, which discharge a few hundred tourists every few days. Man, I hope this question is about a grift. I haven't finished it yet, but I really (laughs) hope it's about a grift. When I walk through the city, I encounter lots of said tourists taking photos. My question is, what's the acceptable social norm when you encounter someone taking a photo and your path would lead through their field of vision? Should I wait for the person to take the photo, continue on my way, regardless whether or not it would ruin the shot? Any advice you could offer would be much appreciated. That's from InFrame in Iceland. That's beautiful. I'd love to get up there sometime. Oh, yeah. I was just watching The Simpsons about that. The The travelogue The Simpsons? The Sarah of Carl. Do they get the Aurora Borealis up there? The David Borealis. Uh, that was in the episode of The Simpsons, so I'm I'm hoping so. Um, I say, uh, keep on, keep it on. I I think JKL. I think just keep living and just keep walking. If they get you in the shot, then they have actually gotten some fucking local wildlife in the picture. Yeah, well, I, local I, color. I think you go one step further. I think you don't just walk through. You get in the shot. You pose. You act like, look at this, mm-hmm. right? Give it kind of a thing like you. they asked you to be in the picture. Or even better, they were like, hey, Steve, get over there. I'm going to take a picture of you. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of pose and like gesture towards the you know the mountains. Well, I think it loses some of the magic if they have to ask for it. Then it's not candid. I think maybe you carry around a giant swordfish with you, a really mm-hmm. big swordfish that maybe has a little bit of ice still on it. And um, whenever you see somebody taking a picture, you scurry over there as fast as you can, and you hold that swordfish over your head proudly, and you make like a jovial laughing face. And it's like, I <laughs> caught, look at this, I caught this local sword fisherman mid-catch. How happy is he? God, I wish I was that happy anymore, Diane. That's how memories are made. 
I think it, it, the, it's all about your angle. If you're behind the person, then you're local color. If you're in front, in the foreground, you're messing up the focus. You're, you're making yourself, I mean, you're basically turning it into an album cover for you. Ooh, that's such a good question. Is there someone in, are, are these people taking photos of like the scenery or are they taking pictures of people? Because if it's of people, I, I'm way less likely to keep going. But if it's just like taking a picture of a beautiful building they found or a lovely landscape, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep walking. I that. think the problem, though, with your guys' two lines of logic is that you're thinking about the feelings and desires of the picture taker and not my own feelings and desires to become uh, either an internet meme of like Swordfish Iceland Man or um, maybe a local legend vis-a-vis uh, -vis the Mothman. Only I'd be mm -hmm. Swordfish Ooh. Man and I would I would ca carry with me portents of um, terrible destruction. So like you would hold the Swordfish but like maybe have your back to the camera and just the last minute turn and look back. Just like half a face and a Swordfish. Uh -huh. And it's like he's in every photo. He's in every photo and that's been taken in Reykjavik today. How did that happen? Oh, it's just like on, uh, oh, what's that show with the kid from uh, the Dawson's Creek and, and it's uh, the Fringe. It's the Fringe and there's the bald man. He's in all the photos, and he's holding a swordfish. It's also Dawson's I, Creek. There was a season where there was just a guy, just and he had a swordfish, and he was in every shot of the show. Did you guys know the Observer, uh, which Travis refers, is from Huntington, West Virginia? Well, you just think that, because he's fucking all over the place. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Did you watch the show? Yeah, I mean, I watched it, so I'm just saying he's from Huntington. Did you I, get the, the, the symbolism of the swordfish? Um, I saw swordfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> Keep rolling with it. <laughs> Keep going deeper. That's all. You know, it was, it was inoffensive, I'd say. Some of the hacking was a little harder to buy, specifically the Hugh Jackman hacking. <laughs> specifically Hugh Hackman. the all of it. Hugh Hackman. <laughs> I don't buy it. Keep going. I don't have it. What do you want me to say, Travis? John Travolta was in Read it. another question. I wish John Travolta got more work. There, I said it. My wife is terrified of round fish. Uh-oh. We like to be outside. See what I mean? And I love adventuring in the water. Okay, stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Pump the brakes, chief. I love adventuring in the water. Mm -hmm. But anytime we leave the shore, my are you a pirate? Like, just the beach. Okay. My wife freaks out because there might be round fish near her. Apparently, flat fish are fine. Wait. She agrees it's an irrational fear, but just... Let me just finish this. <laughs> She agrees it's an irrational fear, but just today she ran crying to the shore because a four-inch trout swam by her. I'm, I'm sure that's something that she wanted the internet to know. Great job, sir. I don't want to give up my aquatic activities, but I don't know how to help her get over her fear. MBMBAM, what do I, what do, I do? And that's from Ichthyophobic in Trout. God damn, Justin. Nailed what? it. You just said that word fucking... You, Even like sleep battle. Like just like saying your words is not like your best thing. And that's the hardest word I've ever seen. And you did 100%. <laughs> and, and, I, and also, you said Reykjavik really good. You, you, before, you yeah. great, great job. <laughs> great, Gary. Thanks. Um, Apparently, what I've been missing all these years, a reason to live. Yeah. <laughs> so. Who knew? Roundfish. Is that. Roundfish. Okay, what are we talking about? Is it everything by a stingray? Because bad news bears, that's the scariest fish that exists. Well, no, what's the one? There's the one that, like, stays on the, the floor of the ocean, but it's just, like, it has the eye on both sides. Perch? <sighs> I mean, no. like, 
is it like how Nemo's are flat and like mm. fish like that, like that don't have a lot of girth? And then there's like the sea man, and he's got the face, and he's all round. No, Travis. Nobody, nobody's afraid of sea man. Nobody really? loves sea man. So kind. Uh, I ooh. Okay, so I the one thing that is weird about this is that I'm assuming if it's trout, aren't trout just exclusively freshwater fish? Yeah. Am I incorrect there? I, I we have no way of proving that. Probably not. There's probably one trout that swam in the ocean was like, ah, I I'll, I'll kick it here, and then they had. I get way more uh, worried about like aquatic life when I'm in like a lake or a river uh, above I, the I ocean that... more than the ocean. Really? Yeah. I just find it much more. I think in the ocean, it's just I, I don't know. I, I get a much more like uh, 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 under the sea kind of vibe, and I guess when I'm in freshwater, I get more of like a opening of true blood <laughs> okay vibe. so just like is a, it possible a big old catfish is it- <laughs> around through the rings. you're assuming that the fish in the ocean are just like we live in the biggest fucking body of water <laughs> this fucking rules and fish in the lake are like god damn those ocean our shit is like one one trillionth of one percent of ocean cool glad we're here right would love to catch a plane and what's that no fish planes yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh, my body would die in the ocean. That sounds fair. Thanks, Fish Jesus. <laughs> I'm real confused. If your wife is so afraid of fish, why why is she continually putting herself in a position to be the only place where fish are? Well, it sounds like she's doing that to please Ikiklopik. Well, why not canoe? Why canoe, not yeah. perhaps get a pontoon boat? Because then you're just, like, above the thing that you're afraid of. And they'll jump into the boat. You see that shit. You watch videos of, like, surfers, like, surfing, and then, like, a stingray jumps through them. It's like, hey, great job catching that wave. You have a stingray-shaped hole in you now. Can we focus? I think that, you know, a fear of fish, that's fine. I have a fear of mice. People have fears. My friend John Mahaffey's afraid of spiders so much, I think he pooped his pants up <laughs> when he saw some. Okay? People are afraid of things. Again, what, this is the episode where people say things about people that they don't want said about them on the internet. I don't, I, 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 what I am more, more concerned about is this guy is apparently so, we have two references to his a, a, aquatic pursuits. He loves adventuring in the water, and he doesn't want to give up his aquatic activity. What is he doing mm. that this is such an inconvenience that he would come to us over this? Everybody gets one, pretty much. And this is this guy's one. What is he doing in the water that, that is so uh, uh, sacred that he, he can't give it up for his lady? Mm. Aquatic activities. Very, very suspect. You know what There's you fishing, could do? Right? You could go to a pool. I used to, when I was a kid... Uh, I would sometimes get into the deep end of a pool and I would have the thought, what if there was a shark in here? And then over the next few minutes of being in the deep end, that thought would uh, gradually congeal to, fuck me, there is a (laughs) shark in here. So if you're wondering if people are born with anxiety or they develop it, Mm -hmm. I think you have your answer now. So Justin, the fact that you could see through the water didn't do anything. Don't matter. Don't, Don't matter. matter. He's behind me. He's avoiding me. He's made me. a glass. Me. Glass shark. Glass shark. <laughs> glass shark love fat kid. That's one thing about glass shark. You gotta know. Glass shark, he loved a fat kid. <laughs> you stay out the water, fat kid. Glass shark, come up for you. 
think that you down there bad deep water, that you, dark water. You wasn't fat kid, no go. Glass shot, come to that dark water, and get you fat kid. You swim around, he bite your trunks right off, you tubby little fish. You swim all you want, flop and flap around. Glass shot gonna come. Glass shark behind you, fat kid. You gotta swim. Swim faster. Put it as a corn dog at the end of the pool. Get out that dark water. That dark water, that glass shark coming for you, fat kid. He make you a snack. He make you a snack. He eat your brother. He don't care. He glass shark. He in that bad dark water. Swim on over here. Why don't you cool off a little lemonade? Wait, that glass shark move on down the next pond. Get that next fat kid. Don't let him get you. Nah, you seem alright though. Oh, fucking glass shark. And a friendship is formed that lasts the ages. Oh my god, glass shark. By the way, he, that guy wasn't black. He was from Louisiana. Oh, sure. I, we all got that. Should yeah, we just wanted to clarify. Should we go the money side? Okay. This week's episode is brought to you by Prosper. Just the, I, the idea money? that you can have money. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of being prosperous it's, it's brought to you by positive visualization focus on the word prosper no uh, uh what if you knew that 72 hours from now you would have thirty five thousand dollars? what would you do coke this is like bender check. coke bender you pay off your credit cards start a business no nope. whatever you want to do prosper is the place you can go for a low fixed rate loan now listen this is not the kind of thing that you typically come to us for we get that you're you're already coming to us for this kind of thing we know you're someone who likes to take chances okay prosper is is uh, uh the high-tech answer to personal loans they got a peer-to-peer lending process they don't charge a bunch of fees they don't raise interest rates and you'll never ever this is the best part you'll never set foot in a bank Good. Listen, like anyone who's ever looked for a loan before, it's like a sweaty, awful process. You know what I mean? Even if you know you have good credit and you know you're in a good place, there's something about sitting down in the bank and having someone sit across from you while they go through every inch of your life in front of you and judge whether or not you're a good bet to get to give money to. So why not do it over the computer and not have to face that kind of judgment, you know? No sweat required. No sweating. But here's, if you think about it like... Um, any kind of funding site. This allows you to say, I need a loan for, uh, you know, maybe you're doing a big cross-country trip or you need to, you know, fix the stairs on your house, something like that, something that you need a loan for and you plan to pay back. When you go to Prosper, you say, this is what I need the loan for, and then people throughout the world can give you that loan. And then, and when you pay back your loan, you're paying back them so right. there's no bank involved it's other people are giving you the money you need and then you're paying that back and if you get a if loan you're... through Prosper and you tell them the brothers McElroy sent me uh you can get a 50 dollar visa prepaid card when when you get that loan just go to prosper.com slash my brother uh and you can actually get your uh you can check your rate like instantly and it won't affect your credit score so you can see you know sort of where you can get in at by going to uh, prosper.com Slash my brother. It's all one word. Travis, you have to read this legal stuff or else all three of us will go to jail.
and you know, if you have any questions about it, uh, there are other restrictions apply. You got to see the site for program and visa prepaid card details. All personal loans are made by WebBank, a Utah chartered indu industrial bank. Uh, it's a member of FDIC, equal housing lender. So just go check it out for all the details. This is like a real ass thing. This is yeah. just like some funny website. You can tell it's a real ass thing because there was text we legally had to read or else we'd yeah. all go to jail together. So go check it out. That legal text, you know what? When you're getting your Prosper loan, I have a great idea. When you're getting your Prosper loan, maybe cut yourself off just a little bit extra. Maybe just slide a few extra bucks in there so you can go to naturebox.com and get yourself some food also. Maybe, maybe you need a loan for snacks. I need a snack maybe you loan. you need a snack loan. You're not going to need a snack loan with these snacks because these are affordable. They're healthy. They're they're delicious. There's no uh, 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 trans fat. There's no high fructose corn syrup. Some of the snacks are low in sugar and don't have gluten. And uh, they'll ship to you for free. You go to naturebox.com. Uh, slash my brother, and you uh, pick out the sacks that look good to you. Are you, are you guys rocking anything new? I haven't got a new box in a while. Uh, uh, the peanut butter nom noms are very good. I'm actually we got, on we, a got, we got a <clears throat> coffee coated uh, popcorn. Oh, it that sounds amazing! Amazing. I'm um I'm on a fog cleanse actually. That's where you just. Uh, Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, it's where you just eat fog. <laughs> you just eat fog, uh, whether it's like natural. I mean, obviously the natural stuff is the best. If it's a foggy day outside, you just go outside. And <gasps> um, but otherwise, you're going to need like one of those fogger machines that they use for like Easter pageants when they mm -hmm. roll away the stone. And it's like, whoa. But once you finish oh. your fog cleanse, go to naturebox.com slash my brother. You're going to get 50% off of your first month's box. Um, and delivery is always free, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, I'm telling you, we every week it seems like more and more people are saying, like, I finally tried it. Thanks. It's wonderful. So what the hell are you waiting for? What are you even doing? I got a message for Steven from Tacoma who says, a happy birthday. Because you couldn't wait and opened all of your presents before your actual birthday, I went ahead and bought another one and hid it. Here's your clue. This one isn't in my office or in a closet. Good luck, and hopefully you don't find it before they read this message. If you do, you owe me like a whole dollar. <gasps> I'm confused. Is I thought for a second that this was the present and that they hid it inside our fucking brains and voices. Oh, my Except God. Me. That's the best place to hide something, I think. Total recall. Um, I got to say, Steven, you need hey. to slow your fucking roll for like a minute. Do you not know how presents work? They're, they are a representation of how thoughtful I am about, like, how much I know about you. And if you look that shit up ahead of time, you ruin it. You ruin and, it. And I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out. In, in the day and age of Amazon and everything getting shipped to you, if you're within, like, two weeks of your birthday and you get a package, don't just tear into it like an animal. Clearly, no. clearly it's a birthday present, you fool. Yeah. Savor the flavor. It's from me, but really it's for me. Speaking of which, Griffin, one quick break. Griffin, I wanted to thank you because right before this podcast, my wife and I enjoyed the chicken pot pie that you bought for us, and it was off the charts. We sent you that shit like mouth sloppingly delicious. Three weeks ago. Yeah, we were in the hospital for a little while, and it's kind of hard to get home to cook a pie. I'm saying, but it was it was still cool. I'm saying, get pie. It's in the freezer. Okay. It's fine. It was absolutely delicious. I'm not gonna mention who who made the pie initially because 
pay me. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was delicious. I wanted to thank. Well, you thank for that. Rachel. I didn't. I, I didn't get. I didn't get you a pie. I did. Technically, I you got me lots of stuff. Though. I gotta tell you, That's I technically, right. I technically did also not get you a pie. My wife, <laughs> okay. my my very thoughtful wife did. It was was really good. Okay, enough of that bullshit. Sure. Here's the greatest money zone spot we've ever had. Oh Jesus. Who is this message for? It's for present day Chris. And who is this message from? From past Chris. Hey me, how's it going? You're probably stressed at work when they're reading this, so I hope this cheers you up. Speaking of work, did you get a new job yet? What about your gender stuff? No rush, but have you figured out any of that? Is the cat still peeing on the rug? I bet he is. <laughs> that PB boy can't be stopped. All the best, you. <laughs> And when asked when what date he wanted, he said, surprise me. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, this is how you hide a fucking present. Fucking Chris hid a fucking present from himself. And he gave me the joy of or giving herself. it to him. I'm going to throw that out. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. Yeah. But it's the it's... greatest thing. I, all I can picture is that Chris hit enter in the keyboard and then erased this memory. Just uh-huh. somehow there's like... Eternal sunshine on the spotless mind whoop, was gone. This is solving a sustainability problem that we've had for so long now, which is that if everybody on Earth buys a, a money zone spot for somebody else on Earth, we are having the number of money zone spots we could ultimately get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if everybody just bought them for their own fucking selves, and then that's a direct uh, ROI. Now, Travis says that this is the best money zone message ever. Is this best better than? Hit, Thanks for vibing hitting, and keeping it tight. If you need me, hit me up. I'm on my mobile. Okay, okay. That wins for best content. This wins for best concept. Conceptual. By the way, if you have not yet been to My Brother, My Brother, Me Appreciation Group on Facebook, get there, get approved, and see the uh, the illustration that Lucas Williams created for Thanks for Vibing and Keeping It Tight if you need me to hit me up on my, my mobile. It's a baby talking to a cell phone, the baby's It's industry. pretty good stuff. Um, it's pretty the, good stuff. The application process is, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, it's pretty strenuous. I check how many groups you're in. I see if you're in any bullshit groups. And then I say, yeah, okay, you can come in. If you post shitty memes or, or, de- or listen to my podcast. Or Ugh. degrading photographs, no thanks. We, we don't need you here. We don't need your services. Or try to sell jeans. Or try to sell jeans oh. or sunglasses. A lot of people on there seem to sell jeans. Sell Just come to the group and start selling jeans. jeans. If you're made of cyber bits, you are not welcome here. No thanks. No robots. I have a Yahoo answer. Do you guys want it? Wait, before we go on, if you uh, would like to buy a Money Zone spot for someone you know. Mm. Or yourself. Go, yep. Just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. And they're going to set you up for all that birthday messages. And if you have like a website or a product that you want um, us to talk about and tell people to go check out, just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. This is episode like 215. We've been with uh, Max Fun since like episode 38. And I still get emails every week, like six or seven that say, how do how do I get a money zone spot? Maximum well, that's, fun. A, that's only because we're fucking terrible at telling people how to do yes. anything. So um, I, I'm going to make sure I say it again. MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. Thank you. I love you. Hi, my name's Dave. And my name's Graham. Now, what do we have to do to put you in a brand new podcast today? Yeah. What, do you want me to drink bleach? I'll do it. Yeah, Dave will drink bleach. If that's what it takes to get you to listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. Don't make Dave drink bleach. Just listen to the show. <sighs> he will, but don't make him. Stop podcasting yourself. 
Here's a Yahoo answer that was sent in by Alan Black. Thank you, Alan Black. It's by Yahoo Answers user Saz, who asks, is there a traffic ticket for sexting? <laughs> Hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's hypothetical. It? It's fucking hypothetical until it's not anymore, until it's okay, manifest. Wait, I'm confused by the parameters. Are they saying if someone sees you sexting mm. while standing in on a, a car side. in general? Yeah. Or is it like while driving? Because I feel like that falls under very different category. Varies from state to state, right? Could be if you're texting in your car no matter what. Yeah, you're fucked. If the car is at a stoplight, you're fine. Just don't move while you're texting or sexting. There was a whole 15-minute spot on Car Talk about not sexting while you drive. Is there fucking Griffin, really? You could, you could tell me not to move while sexting. You might as well start tell the sun to stop shining. Yeah. I got to move till I find the exact right angle. I'm going to find my light. I'm going to find my angles. I'm going to model H2T. That is head to toe. I'm going to I'm going to booch. Uh uh I'm going to smize. I can't You're going to take a picture of my dick. No. I'll take do not a do that. Of my dick and balls. No, no, no. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. That sexting I don't think involves dicks or balls. Okay, so maybe I'm just going to text like, I, I'm going to use my wiener so good on you. So good. You're going to really enjoy <laughs> this it. It's pretty hot so far. Yeah. I think you're going to thoroughly have a good time. Your comment card is going to be all fives. Uh-huh. You're really going to enjoy it. Oh, but God. A, a police a officer. Uh, pulls you over. Excuse me, sir. Were you texting while driving? Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I just, uh, you know, I, I... I'm too busy and like that this message couldn't wait the four minutes that it was going to take for me to get to fucking super America. So I am sorry. I was texting while trying. I will take that ticket now. Uh, hold on a second. Can I ask the subject matter of the text message of the SMS? It, it was, I, it, it was, was uh, of a medical nature. Okay. I, I mean, you should go a little bit deeper. Was it dick? It's about how good my wiener is. It was about how great my wiener is. Sorry, sorry. I have to take you to double jail. Uh, you know, there's a new campaign to, but when you get into a car, to text your friend, hashtag X, and to let them know you're driving. Hey, That's just how. to let everyone on my contact list know, Meemaw, Meeps, Peepaw, Peepums. Everybody. My, hashtag X. My old landlord's wife, when I lived in Chicago, uh, do need you to know to just hold off for just like 15 minutes till I get to the Super America. Um, Couldn't you just not look at your phone? Are you kidding? Have you met a 14-year-old? No. A 14 year old who's driving and sexting? And he's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and he's drunk. And high. A blindfold. This kid is reckless. He's probably high. He's got he's, a knife in his mouth. He's got a knife in his mouth, and he's high because he lives in Boulder, Colorado. And he doesn't vote. He just complains about how it turns out afterwards. That motherfucker's never voted, and he's always high, and he's driving, and he's a danger to us. And what's that in the backseat? It's a monkey. Wait, what? Where are we. There's a monkey in the back seat. Wait, is the monkey supposed to represent danger or awesome? Just the kid's bad of the bone. Oh, maybe it. Oh, monkey? maybe it's a helper monkey because the kid has no sense of judgment. Okay. <laughs> the monkey's in the back going, I don't know about this. I don't know, teeth. Robbie. Oh, maybe take the knife out of your mouth. Robbie, you should pull over. You should get on high. You should put the mic down, <laughs> and you need to text your dad, your mom, and everyone you know. Hashtag X. And maybe don't talk about your ass. dick and balls when you talk don't, to that nice And guy. don't, well, don't, nobody should fucking be sexting. You don't need me to fucking magic decision monkey to tell you to do that. Or a comedy podcast. Here's a, the more you know PSA. Don't send pictures of your privates to anyone. Or descriptions of your privates at length. That's worse in a lot of ways. Depending on how good you are at writing. Justin, go ahead with the next question. 
I work in a call center. Part of our job is asking the client if there's anything else we can do for them before hanging up. Maybe four or five times a day, someone will say, yeah, the winning Powerball numbers. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Do you work at like a fortune telling okay. place? I, I don't think you delivered it correctly. Let me try. Um, okay. So, yeah. The winning Powerball numbers. <laughs> okay, that's funnier. That is better, actually. That is funnier. Uh, I know they're trying to be funny and nice, and I don't begrudge them. But after hearing that same joke, and there are actually four sets of quotation marks around joke, uh, infinity times, I am incapable of polite laughter and sit there like a weeping angel looking into a mirror. Are there any funny responses that you could help me add to my repertoire so that I don't feel like a humorless ass five times a day? Is there anything I can do to associate this terrible joke with a good one and make it funny? Oh, and that's from Fake Laugh Failure in Philadelphia. Here we go. Do you want Here, to wait? First, let me say okay. one thing. Okay. You only need one response, really. I mean, you can have more in your quiver, but the person's not going to know. They're not going to know. So They're not going to talk one... to Steve and, like, did you talk to that customer service person? Yeah, what'd they say to you? Oh, I did my great job. Fuck. Quick question Do you want it to be funny to them? We're funny to you. You're trying to re-yuck a yuckster? No, no, no. I'm no, saying. I like, think Travis is, is pointing out the f- one of the sort of uh, one of the the facts of growing up is that you tend to you learn to treasure jokes that aren't exactly funny, yeah. uh-huh. but are serviceable and make sense and can get you out of a conversation. Well, because I'm going to tell you, here's the thing: as someone who's worked customer service and had to deal with these people before. They're not trying to be funny. They're using this like a fill in the blank, drop it in so they feel like they've had some kind of interaction with you. This is like a thing they say when they can't think of something to say. Like, mm-hmm. how you doing? How, you know, oh, weather, huh? You know okay. what I mean? This is just a filler thing. You are trying to normalize the behavior of fucking space aliens, Travis, because the normal thing that you say when someone says, can I help you with anything else is, no, thank you, goodbye. Great service. <laughs> You don't even say that last part. You don't even say no thank you. You just say bye, and you hang up the fucking phone. Sometimes you don't even say bye. Because you're talking to a human automaton. Is the transaction over? Can I can I detect that you are trying to wrap this conversation up? I'm going to save us both a lot of time and just end, just cut the line. All right. All right. Let's think of some not funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. But here's serviceable you- answers. I, 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 let me throw one out just to get things started. Uh, there's a three in there somewhere. That's all I'm allowed to say. I like that. <laughs> Let me throw this out. <laughs> Travis, I swear to God, if you say you like, motherfucker, I'm going st- to start taxing you. There'll be a tax. You're going to get a bill. Where's this bill come from? <laughs> Try this one on for size. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Put this in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, Justin, you give me the Powerball line. Nothing on my sleeve this time for sure. Why'd you try that? Okay, Justin, give me the Powerball line. Yeah, the winning Powerball numbers. Well, I'd love to, but I'd get fired. Wow, that fucking gave me the douchiest chills. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, wait, hold on. Try can, I try, can I try one out? You both did one. Let me try one. Okay. Travis, you do the prompt for me this okay. time. Yeah, the winning Powerball numbers. A 69. <laughs> <laughs> you make a vigorous blowjob motion. Okay, Justin, give me a line again. That. 
Yeah, the winning Powerball numbers. Six, 17, 22, <laughs> 38, 6, 5. Whoa. Oh, God, what just happened? And then you hang up the phone. Really right, Travis, quickly. give me the line. Okay. Yeah, the winning Powerball numbers. 36, 24, 33. <laughs> uh, maybe she's Sir Mix-a-Lot's girlfriend. <laughs> um, kids, Justin, give it to me. Yeah, the winning Powerball numbers. Sir, I have a lot of people to get through today. Do you <laughs> need anything or don't you? Yeah, the winning Powerball numbers. Please, Please I need some escape. <laughs> I need an escape hatch for this life, this prison life that I've constructed for myself around myself. My Please. family and I are so um, destitute. I've been well, out of work for six months. I need, that's why I called the Butterball hotline. It sounds like I'm uh, hanging on by a thread here. Sounds like you're in uh, dire straits. So sixty-nine. <laughs> I'll get you out a lot of workplace pickles. Get you out a lot of workplaces. Yeah, that too. Get fired. Let's end the show. Yeah, we're done. Hey, thank you all so much for listening to my brother, my brother, and me. I sure missed uh, doing this uh, with with my brothers, mm. and I miss. Seeing, seeing all you all, and and hanging out with you all, and uh, and I'm I'm certainly glad to be back. So thank you for listening to our show again. Thank you to people tweeting about our show, like Kyle Starr, Peter Allen Boyle, Rich Wilson, Todd Hauser, Steve, uh, JB, Paul Briner, David Lasky, Rocket Man, Sam Dean, Lynn Bravo Alpha, Rocket Man again, Mia, Dan Hendrickson. So many others. We're at MBMBAM on Twitter, uh, so you can just follow us there and tweet at us using the MBMBAM hashtag. That'd be great. Yeah. And, and thanks for all the nice feedback about the uh, the uh, Adventure Zone. Yep, D and D episode. We're uh, we're fit. We had a lot of people asking if we're gonna release the rest of it. Like that was all that we've played, but we are figuring out what doing more of that looks like in a podcast. Not this podcast, but maybe another one? Um, speaking of other podcasts, if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't listened to the other Maxwell podcast, you are cool. Um, there's tons of them. I'm not going to try to list all of them because there's way too many. But I just saw on Twitter that Lady to Lady just recorded an episode with French Stewart. Oh, don't what? tell people that because then they're going to try and fucking shame us. Because we were horrible to French Stewart. We were not. It was all in fun. It was all. It was, it was all not in fun or in jest. We were fucking horrible to French Stewart. That, that, to, in our defense, those were in the days when we couldn't imagine anyone would ever listen to our show. Correct. That was not as long ago as I think you guys think it was. That was like one ninety nine. <laughs> I'm sorry, French Stewart. We were we're we, we we're fucking growing. We're learning that. We, when we say things about human beings, sometimes those human beings can ostensibly hear what we say, and it hurts them. It would hurt me. Hmm. So go check out the other Maximum podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, please do. They're really great. And thanks to Maximum Fun for having us. We, we love you yeah, guys. Yeah, I really, it, it, it's a constant joy. Um, I want to thank John Roderick, too, and The Long Winters, as long as we're thanking people, uh, for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it's a it's a great album. I was listening to it on the record player earlier today. I played it backwards, and I heard um, I heard John Roderick's uh, "Dark Regards." <laughs> you guys want the final Yahoo? Yeah, hit me. This final Yahoo was sent in by Drew Davenport. Is a Yadru. Uh, this Yadru uh, user Stephen asks, 
what is the best moisture of all to use for lovemaking? Oh, golly. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas, or why we tried to eat mummies for a while, or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine.